What's shaking fire nation? John Lee Dumas here and welcome to episode 1404 of EO Fire where I interview today's most inspiring entrepreneur seven days a week. Fire Nation, you're ready to set your skills on fire. I know you are. And we have new opportunities that are cropping up all the time for entrepreneurs. And I'm committing to not just learning these skills, but to teaching you as well about Snapchat, about Facebook Live, Instagram, you name it. I teach it at skillsonfire.com. Now let's say hello to today's featured guest, Janet Murray. Janet are you prepared to ignite? I am ready to ignite. Yes. Janet helps businesses and brands get press coverage in newspapers, magazines, and on radio and TV. She has 15 years experience writing and editing for national newspapers as well as magazines. You can find her PR blog at janetmurray.co.uk. Janet, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. So I started off as a school teacher and I did that for a few years. Um, I grew up in, in Kent near, near London and uh, I, I didn't mind it too much. It, it was quite good fun, but I always had this burning ambition to be a journalist. But everybody told me that it wasn't possible, that I'd never make it in the nationals. I'd never be able to be in places like The Guardian and The Huffington Post and all that sort of thing. But I thought, no, I'm going to go and do this. So off I went and retrained. And then I decided against everybody's greatest wishes and ideas that I would go and do this freelance because I've always had this kind of entrepreneurial streak, I guess. And I thought, do you know what? I can make more money by selling stories in stories to, to newspapers and magazines and that was totally everybody was telling me it wasn't possible I wouldn't be able to do it in the national newspapers here in the UK but I was really determined that I was going to do it and I did it within about six months but basically I noticed something very interesting very early on in my career in journalism and what I noticed was that people were just terrible at pitching to the media so I would just get these dreadful pitches and press releases and what would really gall me to be honest because I'm a small business owner myself was that a lot of these pitches were from PR companies that were representing small business owners like me and and I got to the point where I started to feel cross because I was like no journalist would ever ever run this in a million years like somebody is like ripping these people off and I used to get kind of quite cross about it so I thought okay if these PR companies they don't know how to pitch into the media then maybe I should teach them how so I teamed up with another journalist we started running workshops in London it was a bit of a kind of side hustle and they proved to be really popular and then we started doing biggest kind of conference events and then I got to a bit of a turning point really where I was spending so much time doing this kind of training that I was having less and less time to do journalism. So nowadays I teach business owners primarily how to get into the press and I've got an online program, I've got a membership community, a blog, a podcast and I absolutely love it. It's really creative and really fun. Do you love the podcast? I absolutely love the podcast. It's only Yay. been going since November, but I just feel like I was kind of not like born to do it, but I, I just kind of, I was really nervous about doing it for, for ages and I procrastinated and procrastinated. And then actually I went to the UK Podcasting Awards last year and I saw all these people like running up to get their prizes and I was like, they've done it and I haven't. And I made a, a kind of, 
I get a little sort of deal with myself then. And I was like, right, I'm going to be back here next year and I'm going to have a podcast. And I'm also going to be up for one of these awards. And I am. So I'm going next month. Yes. <laughs> and uh, This month, in fact, I'm going to the awards and I'm up for the UK podcast of the year. So that's very exciting. That is killer stuff. And it's actually an event that Kate and I are really hoping to get out in 2017 because we just love Mike and Isabella. I mean, they're just great people. They put on a great event and uh, they love it. And where's it located at this year, Janet? It's in London. I'm actually speaking at it as well. So that was another little pledge I made to myself. I was like, I'm going to speak here next year too. <laughs> and you're speaking. What, what's your topic? I'm talking about how to get big media coverage on a small business budget. So Gianna, you have a lot of things going on right now. The podcast, all these other things that you mentioned. How specifically do you generate revenue in your business today? So I've got several streams of income. So I've got a coaching program. So I've got a group coaching program, which I run several times a year. And I usually have 10 or 12 mainly business owners on that. I do a little bit of consulting with big companies generally. I've got a membership site, which is only kind of six weeks old, but that's doing really, really well. Nice. And that I do some speaking as well. I still do a little bit of writing, get a little bit of income from that. But um, I'm kind of quite keen to make sure that I've got money coming in from different streets. I also run events, actually. I'm running an event in London next month called Soulful PR Live, where I've got all these national journalists coming along to talk about what they're looking for in a story. And people really like that. They love to come and come and meet journalists you know, kind of close up and, and really grill them about what they're looking for. Janet, what is your worst entrepreneurial moment to date? I mean, we're talking right now about things that are going on in your life and a lot of good things are happening. You're setting goals, you're accomplishing them. But take us back to what you consider your worst moment. What was that story? Oh, my worst moment was about two or three years ago. Now, I think a lot of people go through this when they, they have a business and you have this idea that your business should be a certain way. So I had this idea that if I was going to be an entrepreneur, I had to have an office, I had to have some staff and there had to be a whole thing going on when actually I'm actually a bit of an introvert and I like working on my own. Um, I like kind of having like a remote team. So, but anyway, I thought it was the thing to do. So I hired an office, I hired some staff and, and then I didn't really kind of keep an eye on the figures as well as I should do. I had my dad working in the business at the time and he kept sort of nagging at me and saying, oh, you need to kind of look at this. And <laughs> we basically just got to one month where it was just like a bit of a cash flow problem. But I looked and I thought I can pay everybody else but I can't pay myself this month. Mm. So I paid everybody else on the team and I did manage to pay myself eventually. But at that moment, I remember reading somewhere or hearing somewhere that you should always pay yourself first. And, and, you know, that should be your kind of, you know, your sort of primary aim. I mean, obviously if you've got staff working for you, you can't just decide not to pay them, but, but, you know, you, you should be thinking about that first. And so I paid everybody else, didn't have any money to pay myself and had this office. I hated working in this office. I used to sneak off at every opportunity to work on my own. So I like being on my own. And, um, and so I got rid of the office, got rid of my staff, including my dad who was coming up to retirement anyway. So it worked okay. And now I'm back to working at home. I've got this fancy little shed at the bottom of my garden that I work in. They call it a chic shed in the UK. We've had quite a lot of press coverage for it actually. And I've just got contractors and that works so much better for me. But I do think I learned a really hard lesson there about how when you're in business, often you think you should do things a certain way. And actually, I think you've really got to go with your gut and go with the things that work for you. Now, did you sneak in there that you fired your father? <laughs> yeah yeah i did <laughs> you stuck it right in there you thought that was gonna get by me but no 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 so uh 
I don't necessarily need to get in any more details on that, but what I do want to really focus in on is, I mean, when you make that decision to unwind a company, how do you do it? Like, what did you learn lesson-wise from going from employees in an office to not? Well, it was really quite sort of simple in a way. The first thing was to get rid of the office because it was costing me a thousand like British pounds a month, which was quite a chunk. And and, and, and I guess it was, it was so liberating. My dad was really just helping me out. He was retired and he was doing a, a few hours for me a week and he was really kind of helping me out. But I did have a staff member who was kind of reliant on me. And I just sort of learned that I'd, what I didn't really want and I've never wanted is I never really wanted to be a manager. And I found that I was suddenly kind of involved in, you know, talking to staff about their problems or holiday pay and, and that kind of thing. And I just didn't really want to do that. So I learned, I, I made a decision then that I was never going to employ anyone ever again. I was just going to work with contractors. And so actually it wasn't all as, it sounds like I was kind of unraveling a company, but actually it was kind of, you know, I, I said to everybody, look, I think in a few months time, I'm going to want to go back to to how things were before, just use contractors. I said to the lady who was working for me that if she wanted to carry on, that was fine, but it would be on a, a freelance basis and she decided to go and get another job. And But I remember just being sat back in my office after I'd shut up the other office and I just felt so relieved and I just kind of thought, oh God, this is lovely. You know, I don't have to, sounds awful, but I don't have to talk to anybody. I can just really <laughs> focus on what I'm doing. I am really quite a sociable person, but actually when I need to get things done, I just love being on, on my own and really be able to sort of focus. And, and I just thought, oh, it was just such a nice feeling just to kind of be back and I felt more in control and it just made me really I always think if I find myself going down a road where I think I'm doing things because I should be doing them then I try and pull myself back well that's what I wanted to hone in on I mean Fire Nation you might be going down that road right now and are you going down a road because you think you should or because it's traditional or because your parents are proud of you or because X, Y, or Z or because it sounds good when you're at the bar talking to your friends? I mean, I did that for the first 32 years of my life and I tell you what, it didn't work out for me. But when I actually decided to say, hey, I'm going to open my eyes up and be intentional about the road that I'm going down and make sure it's a meaningful path, a meaningful journey, everything changed. Now, Jen, I want to talk to you about aha moments and epiphanies and light bulbs, and you've had a lot, but what's one of your greatest to date? Tell us that story. I think my biggest aha moment was just after that period when I fired my dad and all my staff and, <laughs> and, um, and I suddenly found myself at home in my office. My cash flow was a bit tight and I was scared. You know, I, I felt real fear. And I think when you're in fear, you can often run around like trying to come up with new programs or, or come up with you know, new ways of making money. And they're things that maybe you don't necessarily like doing. And I don't quite know how I managed to kind of make myself do it. But I kind of taught myself almost to kind of stay in that fear and say, look, if you focus on the money, then you're going to end up unhappy and you're going to end up, you know, I got to the point with my newspaper work actually as a journalist where, you know, I enjoyed it for years, but then I got to the point, I thought, oh God, if I have to write one more article for The Guardian and I, I just, 
I've just kind of had enough and I didn't want to feel that way about my business. So my aha moment was actually just to not focus on the money, but just to focus on feeling really good in my business every day. And I used to write down during this period, like the three feelings that I wanted to have every day. And that was creative, abundant and free. And if I found myself starting to get kind of like worked up or fearful or worrying about money, I'd just say, look, how do you want to feel today? Like, how do you want to feel in your work? And I would remind myself of those three words. And that would kind of bring me back to where I needed to be. Fire Nation, those three words that Janet just shared, I mean, really finding what yours are and getting detailed and just being intentional and meaningful about repeating those words and making sure that you are living that life. I mean, that's a great, great opportunity for you to really say, hey, this is the path that I want to go down. And Janet, when you were talking, it just came to mind a great quote by Albert Einstein, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And to be frank, if you're chasing money, Fire Nation, if you're chasing quote unquote success, then you're on the wrong path. Like you're doing the wrong things. Because if you first and foremost say, how can I become a person of value and provide value to the world and knowing that true value is going to come from stuff that I enjoy and love doing, that is how success will then find you. So you got to flip that on its head. Don't become that person of success. Become that person of value. Now, Janet, what would you say your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur is? The biggest weakness is overworking. I just love what I do so much that I could literally like work every hour of the day and when I'm really focused on a launch or I've got something coming up that I'm really enjoying I just can't stop and I get so intense I get so involved in what I'm doing that I actually kind of have to pull myself back so I think I have a real tendency to overwork. What's your biggest strength? I think my biggest strength is my relationship building. I think whatever I've been doing in my life, whatever job I've been doing, I've always taken the trouble to try and make great relationships wherever I've been. So, for example, when I was very much working in newspapers and I was working a lot at The Guardian and and I would just make it my business to kind of get to know everybody and to talk to everybody. And some of those relationships are still working for me now. And I think it's just that and just treating everybody like an individual and listening to them. And I'm not saying I get it perfect all the time but it's community <laughs> isn't it? it's community I, I really like to try and build relationships with people and all the successes that I've had in my business have been about building relationships with people what's the one thing that has you most fired up today one thing that gets me fired up a lot is being asked to work for free. And I've written quite a bit about this. And it's a really tricky one when you're an entrepreneur. I think when you get to a certain level of success, I guess, you get that thing where people are kind of like, hey, can I just grab you for a coffee? Or, hey, can I just jump on a Skype call with you? And um, and the speaking things as well. People will come and ask you to speak at an event and then they'll say, oh, but oh, I just thought you'd do it for the exposure. And and that's something that gets me quite fired up because I really feel that we need to value ourselves, but also we need to value other people as well. So when I'm running events, I pay all my speakers. So if somebody comes to me and says, oh, we'd like you to speak, but we can't pay you, then I can say, well, I pay all my speakers. And and so, I, yeah, I think there's a kind of, this this kind of business about kind of trading in, in exposure. I think that's something that gets me quite fired up and um, get me on the subject and I'll be off. <laughs> well, Fire Nation, we're going to get her even more fired up in the lightning round. So don't you go anywhere. We're going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. It's crazy that we've moved everything we do for business to the digital world, but still need to pick up, sort and manage physical mail. 
but check this out. Earth Class Mail helps you move your snail mail into the cloud, and it integrates with the tools and services that you use every day. With Earth Class Mail, you have access to all your mail online 24-7. Search your mail, send invoices over to your accounting software, sync important documents into cloud storage, deposit checks, and really just make running your business a whole lot easier. You also get a real professional address to share publicly with customers, business partners, and investors. And you'll never need to worry about someone showing up at your front door if you run your business from home. Earth Class Mail is a brilliant solution that's perfect for businesses and independent entrepreneurs of all types. Visit earthclassmail.com and you'll get your first month of service free when you sign up using promo code FIRE. That's earthclassmail.com, promo code FIRE. EO Fire is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to EO Fire and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more? And did I mention it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your City Card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible City Consumer Credit and debit cards. Janet, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I'm prepared. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Total fear of making mistakes, of doing the wrong thing, of of looking stupid, all those kind of emotions. What's the best advice you've ever received? Do what you love and love what you do. Can you share a personal habit that contributes to your success? make a pitch every single day. I've even got a hashtag actually. Hashtag <laughs> daily pitch. pitch. <laughs> yeah, daily, daily pitch it is. I make a pitch every day. So that might be, you know, not necessarily to the traditional media, but just kind of a, a pitch, an idea to somebody, a podcast interview, a guest post, um, pitch somebody to speak at my event. I, I do a pitch every single day. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? Calendly, actually, that's getting me organized. So the, uh, the app that, that helps you book in your, your speakers and for my own podcast and, and interviews and clients. If you could recommend just one book, what would it be and why? The one thing. <laughs> now, I've, all, I've dried up. And who's the author again? I've, I've totally dried up. Jay Papasan and Gary Keller. That is it. Yeah. I just love that book because every time I find myself going off track, I've been very busy over the last few days, I will pull myself back with that and I'll go, right, what's the one thing <laughs> that you could do right now that would make all of the other things that you could do completely unnecessary. That's what they say, isn't it? Um, and I use it to, to pull myself back when I find myself getting a little bit overwrought. So Jana, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would write. (laughs) Everything that I've done, everything I've achieved has all been down to writing and be able to communicate in, in the written word. Fire Nation, you need to go back to the core. You need to go back at what makes sense for you. It's writing for Janet. It's speaking for me. It's talking for me. I mean, what is your thing? Now, Janet, I want to end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say bye-bye. You can find me on janetmurray.co.uk. I'm also on Twitter at jan underscore Murray. And I've got this amazing Facebook community, which is called the Soulful PR Facebook community. And you can come and hang out with me there. And a parting piece of guidance. 
I just think follow your heart and serve your community. Whenever I'm just serving my community and just providing them with great value, that's when all the magic in my business happens. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with JM and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Janet in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Everything. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. And Janet, I just want to say thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed the chat I had today with Janet. And you know this, the number one reason for my success is that I mastered productivity, discipline, and focus, and you can too. Check out selfmasteryjournal.com. You can learn more about my latest project and how you can master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days. Selfmasteryjournal.com. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Are you looking for top quality lesson videos and practice questions that will help you prep for your next test? Magusha's online test prep is the easiest way to prep for the GRE, GMAT, LSAT, SAT, ACT, TOEFL, or Praxis. Visit magoosh.com, that's M-A-G-O-O-S-H.com, and get 20% off with promo code FIRE at checkout.